listening to Pet Candy. This is the for real, real sound check with this ain't no play, play sound check. Clay, why'd you kick the table? Let me bump the table a little bit. Okay. Get those in there. Make get, sure get that all our, that out your system. Make sure that our bumps sound good. Okay. I'm gonna sip from this cup. This is the new intro, assuming y'all like it, because we're not a new podcast anymore. We're old news. We've been there, done that, that we have been around the block a time or two. When I was your age, I was 50. Oh, Mr. Palmer, sit down. It's okay. We have to check him out the home from time to time. We have to take him out and let him see his family. We're just really kind like that. Welcome to Obsessed, a comedy horror podcast where we talk about macabre mysteries, creepy cryptids, and everything in between. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're Obsessed. Obsessed. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for Dogs, Thunderstorms, Vet Visits, Fireworks, Separation Anxiety, and more. Every day can be a Brave Paws day. Check out mybravepaws.com. Aha! So you are one of people who like to hear a story about Baba Yaga? Sit down. Do not be afraid. Sit. Let me just uh, make some room here. Okay, where was I? Ah, yes. Baba Yaga. But before I begin, do you have a cigarette? Yes? Well, I hope you will want to stop smoking after you hear story. I never think about smoking since I met Baba Yaga. Stay away from cigarette. Ish! Ish! One early morning, I go to forest to get firewood. Over there, that dark forest, next to road. Everybody say that during night, you can hear strange laughter coming from forest and nobody dares to go near it. It was always believed that it is home to fairies, devils, and all kinds of creatures. But most stories were about Baba Yaga. But who will believe such childish nonsense today, huh? <laughs> Damn Baba Yaga and those cursed cigarettes. Anyway, I went inside forest Courageously. Okay, maybe not courageously. Night before, me and my friends got drunk in village. So we sang together, we fight together, and after that we all hug. So in the morning I was so hammered, I didn't know where I was going. So me and my donkey stopped to drink water at the well on the end of village. And then we start walking into dark forest, without knowing it. As we go into woods, I start singing songs from last night. <laughs> Very good songs we made up. And by the time I realized I was lost, I was already in too deep. Oh, I was not scared, really. Just hated that I will have to walk back entire way with hangover. So I started collecting firewood, because I promised to my wife not to come back until I have enough. Good thing I had my donkey. It walked behind me entire time in forest. I could hear his steps. At least, I thought I could. 
when I would kneel down to pick up wood, I could hear fast footsteps behind me. And I say to myself, it is probably Donkey getting confused by something, although Donkey never gets confused. So I quickly turn around, and Donkey was here. So I just get on with it, picking up firewood and Donkey walking behind me. And when we finally had enough, I turn around to go back home and Donkey was gone. Without a trace. So now I get scared. My wife will kick my ass again because I lose the donkey. How can I possibly explain? I started breathing heavy and then I started hearing very faint sounds of laughter coming from behind me. I started walking, looking for donkey, but sounds of laughter were getting louder. Then I realized that sounds of laughter were only sounds of a river that was flowing in the middle of dark forest. I tell you, I was relieved. Especially because next to river was a house. Strange house. Looked like a hen house with legs. But I was sure it was home to good, welcoming people. I could even hear an axe chopping wood. Oh, that damn sound. I can still hear it at night. I drank some water from river. I calmed down and started walking towards house. And then I see her, old woman, with her back turned, chopping wood. Next to her, there was big boiling cauldron. So I spoke to her. Good day, old woman. How are you? Can you please help me find donkey? and I will help you chop wood. She did not turn around. She just chopped wood. Then I think to myself, she probably deaf. So I start walking towards her. But without turning around, she said, Are you hungry? Come taste this lovely stew. And she laughed quietly. Then she swing with eggs again, and it made strange squishy noise. Not like chopping wood, but like stepping on a tomato. Only, only it wasn't tomato. It was donkey. Baba Yaga was butchering my donkey and throwing the pieces into boiling cauldron. Suddenly, she turned toward me. And then I finally saw her rotting face, like face of someone who has been dead for centuries. And then I saw her crippled chicken legs coming toward me, and the awful smell coming from her mouth as she said, Ooh, are you tasty? <laughs> I start walking backwards, and then I trip and fall down. I see that everywhere there are animal and human skulls. An entire house is made from bones and hides. I quickly get up and start to run as fast as I can. And she just stood there and laughed quietly. The laugh followed me through entire forest. Sometimes quiet, sometimes so loud as if behind my ear. I don't remember how I got home. I just remember running like an animal. Ever since that night, I have not been the same. Even my wife says so. I don't laugh anymore.
And whenever someone laughs, I get scared. I stopped smoking and drinking, but still, it has been four years now since I cannot sleep. I don't know what else to say except, please, if you know a witch hunter, please send him here. Oh, and whatever you do, don't go near Dark Forest. Ah, time for lunch. Oh, I'm very hungry. My wife make wonderful wheels too. Do you want to stay for lunch? Baba Yaga is a supernatural being from Slavic folklore. She often appears as a ferocious and deformed old woman. Something more akin to a troll than a true human being. The name may sound familiar, but the most remembered thing about the old lady of the woods is her chicken-legged hut. The hut stands on two massive chicken legs and constantly rotates to keep watch for the old crone. The windows beam with light from within, functioning as the house's eyes. You've definitely heard the name Baba Yaga. I have heard of Baba Yaga, yes. You know what, Clay? I hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Does your dog shake and tremble when she hears thunder? Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables may promote calm behavior in dogs who exhibit nervousness or anxious behavior. Our clinically studied and patented botanical blend contains naturally occurring bioactives, which can be found to promote a sense of calm and relaxation in dogs. What's even better? is it's fast-acting and non-drowsy. Get it today at mybravepaws.com. Baba Yaga is not a particularly old folklore. Some of the oldest writing you can find about her is only from 1755. But she has essentially set the precedent for what you think of as a witch. You know, the, the old lady dressed in rags who rides around on a broom with the huge nose, typically with a wart on it, the jutting chin and the gaunt face, just this ugly, nasty old woman. Dude, I'm right here. She is essentially the reason why we think of that as a witch. She has many other objects that do her bidding. Like I said, a magic broom for flying, as is customary for typical witches. But she also travels around in a flying pestle and mortar. What the? What? Yeah. Like <laughs> Baba Yaga break... gets a little weird. Okay. <laughs> Flies around in a giant pestle and mortar, which, of course, you know, is used for typical witchy type things. I feel like that would be good for lumbar support because oh, you can yeah. have that arch. I've seen it where she is just riding around on the pestle, the grinding instrument. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've also seen it where she's sitting in the mortar using the pestle like an oar See, to swim through the air. See, that's what I pictured, and it's cute. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen both of those, but... You know, a pestle and mortar, for I guess people that don't know, is basically, it was typically a small stone bowl and a rounded handle of sorts that you could use to grind up herbs and things of the sort inside of that bowl to yeah. use for typical witchy things. Yeah, and they're still used in, in witchy practices today, and some <laughs> people use them just to crush up pills and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're really good at what they do. Right. It's kind of a trick to using them, but mm-hmm. they do. They, they grind it up nice and finely. And it was something that people would make for themselves because you could just 
carve them out of bone. You could whittle them out of wood, but that wasn't preferable since it could absorb the various substances you're grinding up in there. <laughs> Orville trying to interrupt us. Orville was helping. Orville <laughs> was interested. You said grind up and he was like, grind? I'm a cat. You know, so they, they'd use that to grind up herbs, mushrooms, just kind of like anything for these various concoctions, these pastes that they used to put on. Paste. Pa- yeah, well, they would make a paste out of all of these things yeah. to make like a topical sort of solution Flowers to help with. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, there is a name for that, and I cannot think about it. It's a medical term, though. A poultice? Yeah, I think it's a poultice. Uh, they'd mix it with like mud or leaves or something uh-huh. like that, or like slap a leaf on there to work like a bandage. You had to uh, keep it on there to heal whatever sort of I wound I love was. old school apothecary type stuff. It's a whole vibe. Yeah. I mean, they also used it not just for like surface level wounds, but also for your body, your skin to absorb the substance slowly. Some things were total bullshit and some things were actually based on actual science. I mean, you you always heard about like putting tobacco on bee stings and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Oh, I remember doing that. That's essentially, I mean, witchcraft. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) technically. If you took it by how it is. Baba Yaga is what's called an ogress. Basically a large, hideous woman with features like a large nose and oversized head. Again, sitting right here. <laughs> Ogres and ogresses are seen, at least in literary sense, as one of two archetypes. Either the seducer, who devours his or her victims in a sexual sense, Ooh. or as a political tyrant or dictator who controls and exploits others, effectively swallowing them up. <laughs> Any art or depictions you see of Baba Yaga are going to feature her as this not very human looking thing. I talked about the long nose as one that's very particular, and it is almost like an elephant trunk in a lot of art. Yeah. Her head is pretty much the size of her torso. Her arms are distended and hang close to her ankles. Uh, She's withered and gaunt in appearance. Again, does not look superhuman. Didn't they have a Baba Yaga-type character in Spirited Away? I will I will get to that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Baba Yaga is, is exceptionally popular as far as these kind of things go. Fun fact, I thought she was the one with the chicken legs. I didn't realize it was the house that has the chicken no, legs. No, it's her hut. Yeah. It's her hut, which can just up and move whenever it needs to. <gasps> Baba Yaga's moving castle. It's way less magical than Howl's moving castle. Oh, right, but it does have super, super tight uh, chicken legs. Tight. Uh, now, Baba Yaga certainly fits, you know, this narrative uh, as she has been known to disguise herself. To lure in young men, and she absolutely eats people. Let's not put that pat. She likes to eat people. Okay. Um, in particular, naughty children. <laughs> so much so, she is known to decorate her fence posts with the human skulls of those she has devoured. <laughs> it's even said that Baba Yaga accompanies death on his travels so that she may consume newly released souls. Aw, they're friends. He's like, hey, yeah. want to ride with me to go do this mundane task? And she's like, yes. Or she's so powerful and terrible that even death will not say no to her. Ooh, I like that. Baba Yaga is one with whom you do not fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> now, all of this sounds bad. Yeah, it does. But if you look at all Baba Yaga's stories, she's not always depicted as a villain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's depicted as a donor. In literature, a donor is one who helps the hero of the story, but usually only after first passing a test or completing a favor for the donor. The donor may require the hero to succeed a seemingly impossible task to prove worthy of the donor's help, or may require something the donor cannot retrieve themselves. This often portrays the donors as tricksters that fool the heroes into an early death. 
So other sort of donors, I don't know, you want to think about like Disney's Hercules, yeah. how Phil helps Hercules, but it's only sort of like after he proves himself in sure. a sense. Uh, you know, yeah, that age old trope. <laughs> yeah, like he jumps up and just says no and then gets struck by lightning and he's like, okay, Zeus, I'll do it. Yes. Uh, you'll see things where maybe somebody will steal some sort of magical item from the donor and, you know, in order to get it back, they have to help the hero. Things like that. Yeah. So they're not particularly not good, good guys, guys or right. bad guys. They're simply someone in the story that lends help to the hero. Right. Through their own will or otherwise. Right. That makes sense. I never thought of that. Baba Yaga acts as a donor in the tale, the death of Koshki the Deathless, Maria Morevna. Morevna. Morevna? I think so. Okay. It's hard to say. (laughs) It's difficult for me. We're in the deep south. We can't help it. I'm doing my best. It's a Russian fairy tale about a character named Koshki. He's an immortal and evil man who tricks the protagonist into setting him free. His next act is to kidnap the man's wife and eventually kill the protagonist. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a normal progression of things. Yeah, me. so when I say, like, he's an evil man who tricks the protagonist, I mean, quite literally. He's like, thanks, he is, you piece of shit. <laughs> thanks, thank you, piece of shit. I won't get too far into the story, but our protagonist, Ivan, is brought back to life by some bird wizard. And in order to compete with the evil wizard, Koshki, he must find Baba Yaga and convince her to give him a magical horse. <laughs> he completes her trial and gets the horse and then marks Koshki. Nice. <laughs> I want to know about more about the magical horse. So Koshki's horse, like so many other mythological horses, seems like its only real power is that it's supernaturally fast. So it's oh, just see, a, I think horses are magic. I love horses. It's just, it's just a fast horse. Although there is one thing, it keeps mentioning that Koshki's horse will inform Koshki that Koshki is able to carry out several other tasks before pursuing and catching up to Ivan. So the- like side quests? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, like hey. He's like, look, uh, I mean, I know that guy. He's uh, getting further away from us, but we can catch him. If you want to swing by the dollar store and pick up like some milk and stuff, we can do that first. I'm fast enough to catch up to him. Okay, so I'm always in favor of a dollar store trip. You know <laughs> yeah. this. So those are the horse's powers is that he uh, can do math really well as far as like time management goes. Like, yeah, we can do these things before he gets too far away from me and he can move very fast. Okay. So. I like I like this horse. Koshki is interesting in his, his own right and we may do an episode on him. Yay. Because he's definitely a lich. Okay. Um, um, so I know what a lich is. You know what a yeah, lich is. Yeah, typical sort of like D&D terms. A lich is a super powerful undead wizard of sorts. So uh, Vecna. Right, yeah. No, Vecna is... Is literally it, a lich. Yeah, if you look at the actual lore in D&D where Vecna, because I assume you're referencing Stranger Things and not actual D&D. I'm running up that road. Yeah, so powerful undead wizard who is basically unable to be killed. Because they usually take their soul and put it in an inanimate object. Also, like Voldemort. So, yeah, like Voldemort. So, like uh, the Horcruxes. Right. See, but for liches, they're called phylacteries. But, you know, J.K. Rowling had to, she wanted to make it her own and not have to do copyright or something. I don't know. Something stupid. I don't know. So, Koshki, definitely a lich. Um, He's known as Koshki the Deathless, and that's for a good reason. Uh Uh-huh. Because he's a lich. Because he hides his soul in these, these objects, like I said before. But he's actually a bit smart about it. Mm-hmm. In typical, like, D&D fashion, a lich will hide it in, like, a powerful sword or something. Right. You know, something that attracts a lot of attention. Koshki is 
clever. He's a clever man. And he hides it inside of several nested eggs or nested uh, objects. So, for instance, put his soul inside of a worm and hide that worm inside of a fish, which in turn is hidden inside of a cat that's hidden in a dog that's inside a chest that's about that's at the bottom of the sea. So, <laughs> I was late like, for it. Yes. So a dog ate the cat? Yeah, a dog ate the cat and no, the cat ate the I'm fish okay and the fish ate this. the worm. And then they put the dog in a chest and then put that at the bottom of the that's sea. That's disgusting. Shame on him. Well, I, Koshki is an asshole. I'm pretty sure I'd well, talk about that Well, I take too. back all the good things I said about him. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll probably talk about Koshki at some time in the future. I don't want to talk about Koshki. Uh, he's, in, he's in quite a few stories himself. He's actually probably as popular as Baba Yaga in Slavic folklore. Some consider him like the sort of father, whereas Baba Yaga is the mother. Oh, that is so dark. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a very dark sort of family construction because like they're both pretty fucking terrible they're, ter- they're a not lot of good times. people this is like shameless but slavic <laughs> yeah, both parents are not very they're good both garbage doo-doo people a uh, baba yaga will help you sometimes koshki though will never help you no he's an asshole <laughs> yeah no koshki is koshki's not my friend so let's talk about baba yaga's name okay um because you've certainly heard of a couple of words that sound very similar like babushka Oh, yeah. I call her dog Babushka. I didn't know that was a grandma. <laughs> well, um, so Baba Yaga's name is derived from many East Slavic religions. Mm-hmm. In Macedonian, Bulgarian, and Romanian, Baba means like grandmother or old woman. Oh, that's cute. Uh, but in Russian and Polish context, Baba is actually a pejorative term that also means old woman, but particularly one that is dirty and foolish. Oh. It's like you stupid old lady. Yeah, so it's it's like a, a slur or an insult. So not like a fun, dirty lady, just right? Like so a, like a nasty lady. So everybody from the <laughs> from the first couple of like countries I mentioned, uh, you know, it's a it's a term of endearment, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on the other side, it's you know calling like a stupid old lady. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> the Yaga part of her name though is much more challenging to find an origin for. Scholars can't really come to a consensus, but many suggestions include descriptors like witch. Wicked Wood Nymph, and the phrase, to abuse continually. She's got some weird nomenclature when it comes to that. There's actually quite a large list, because there's a lot of countries in that area that all have some form of Baba Yaga. Depending on which culture is telling you the story of Baba Yaga, her name will often take on different binames. So she gets like a a sort of last name to Baba Yaga. So for instance, uh, one being Baba Yaga Kastanya Noga, which means like bony leg. I'm definitely saying that wrong. There's no way I'm pronouncing it Probably correctly. so. Uh, another name being Baba Yaga Jelezemi Zubami, which means with iron teeth. Ooh, she's like a bear trap. Why the that at the Ooh. end? What? Why not? Because <laughs> I've had three cups of tea, that's why. Oh, okay. I feel like people haven't had time to pee. I don't want anybody to pee themselves. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah, we're going to take a commercial break. Hi. I want to tell you about my new show, Simply Pets with Shannon Gregoire. We talk about pets, life, love, and everything in between with the coolest people on the planet. Don't miss out on the fun. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice. So I understand the bony leg. I'm not sure about the iron teeth. I couldn't really find anything on about that either. No, I've seen that. And I, it must have been a cartoon, but it's like an old creepy lady, but she has iron sharp teeth. But I don't remember. That's probably a reference to Baba Yaga then. Probably is. So the first clear reference to Baba Yaga occurs in 1755. Mikhail V. 
Lomonosov's Russian grammar. Uh, in the book, Baba Yaga is mentioned twice, among other figures, largely from Slavic tradition. The second of the two mentions occurs with w- within a list of Slavic gods and being next to their equivalent in Roman mythology. So, like, Ooh. comparing the two. Uh-huh. Uh, Baba Yaga, however, appears in a third section without an equivalence, highlighting her perceived uniqueness even in this first known okay. attestation. Baba Yaga is often described from a horrified perspective, usually focusing on her seemingly deformed body, extremely long nose, or disproportionate limbs. Baba- okay, sorry, I've already forgotten. Her limbs are extra long, right? Like she has right, long, yeah, like, like dragging has, arms. Right, long dragging arms, bony legs, a huge elongated, usually described as grotesque nose, mm-hmm. and like other things. Like she's got she- pickle Rick for her nose. <laughs> She looks only sort of vaguely human okay. in, in a lot of descriptions. All right. I'm uh, vibing with Baba Yaga. Go Baba ahead. Yaga may also sense and mention the Ruski Duch, the Russian scent of those that visit her. Like she Ooh. smells you before you enter her hut. Love it. Like she sniffs the air and says, oh, is that a Russian child who has wandered into my hut? If it was us, she'd be like, chili? Chili? <laughs> chili, though? So Baba Yaga is more than just popular in Slavic folklore. Just from what I've seen, I've found her in nine separate stories and books, and I'm sure she's in more. Oh, definitely. Uh, She also appears in quite a few things outside of folklore. So spoilers ahead for a lot of things, honestly. Uh, I guess particularly The Witcher is one I should throw out. I think that's the only thing that really people would be watching now that might be spoiled. (gasps) The Hut! I'm sorry. She's a character that naturally eats children in the Hellboy comics. And in the 2019 movie. Oh, excellent. In Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away, Yubaba is definitely meant to be based on Baba Yaga. I knew it. Uh, Big-headed old broad. Yeah. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle is definitely is absolutely based on Baba Yaga's Walking Hut. More on the nose, Dragon Ball, uh, the series, uh, has a fortune teller straight up named Baba Yaga. Although she doesn't eat any children, you know, naughty or otherwise. Okay. And it basically helps the main group. And just kind of disappeared one day. No explanation. Huh. She just stopped appearing in the series. The actress quit. John Wick is referred to as the Baba Yaga by the Russian mafia, which is funny knowing the direct translation. It's supposed to be more of like a boogeyman thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it means smelly old woman. So it's kind of Aww. funny. They're like pissing their pants scared like it's Baba Yaga. But, you know, they're basically like, it's a smelly old woman. <laughs> That's me at the front desk whenever some little old lady tries to give me boob money. I'm like, boob it's money. Baba Yaga. Uh, so, like I said, The Witcher has some Baba Yaga references. Yes, it do. In the Netflix series, The Old Woman of the Woods seems a clear reference to Baba Yaga, especially the chant that allows one to enter her hut. In Tales of Baba Yaga, a similar chant is used to stop the hut from spinning. Hut, hut, turn your back to the woods and your front to me. And there's a few other variations of that. Right, right. Ooh, let's go watch it. Let's go rewatch The Witcher. <laughs> uh, her chicken hut is also connected to three horse riders. This may also found, sound familiar, but one is dressed in white, mm. one in red, mm. and one in black. Nice. Just like the three totems in The Witcher. So uh, Baba Yaga shows up on many lubki, singular being lubok. They are wood blocks with pictures on them, sometimes containing words. They usually are depicting like a single scene used to tell a story. So think like a one-panel cartoon. They're often summed up or 
you know, showing an important event in an otherwise well-known story. So it's like the Catholic Church, how they'll have like the different stages. Oh, of, the like, Stations of the Cross. Right. Yeah. Okay. You can see one of those and know what they're talking about. Sure. These Labuki are the same way. Okay. Jezzy Baba. Jezzy Bell. Jezzy Baba is a figure closely related to Baba Yaga, who occurs in the folklore it's of Baba the, Yaga's slutty sister. Uh, occurs in the folklore now. of Western Slavic peoples. Ooh. In fact, nearly every European peoples has some form of Baba Yaga, whether it be Jezda from Poland or Baba Roga from the Bosnian region. How could this one old woman be so many places? She couldn't always be in the woods near your house, patiently awaiting naughty children, right? Yeah, she could. She's got nothing better to do. She can't drive. Baba Yaga is often said to have two sisters, Ooh. also named Baba Yaga. You may remember me showing you, uh, yeah, personally, yeah. the Baba Yaga costume in Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Great game, if you don't mind being filled with rage or terror. And how the, the mask she was wearing had two faces. Mm-hmm. I realized after showing you that, that without this knowledge, it would mean nothing to you. It meant nothing to me. I was just, like, creepy. But Baba Yaga seems to be more of a title than a name. Ooh! One that simply refers to an old... Right. Uh, one that refers to an old or powerful witch... So maybe Baba Yaga herself isn't waiting patiently just inside the woods for a lost child to wander near. But another might. She might not be as willing to help or let you go. She may be particularly hungry. If you don't want to find out what Baba Yaga's plans to do with your bones, my suggestion is to stay away from the forest. Especially if you're alone. She can smell you after all. So Baba Yaga isn't mentioned to have any particular powers. It's pretty general. Some claim she has power over the elements, the like four just, basic fire, water, okay. earth, and wind. In other stories, she just kind of has like typical witch-like powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, control over, you know, animating objects or plants or animals, whatever it might be, to be her servants. But it's never really explicitly stated sort of like what her power And some, she's even said to have necromantic powers, which definitely gives those skulls on the fence post a new sort of utility, if that's the case. Can the skulls talk, or did I make that up? I didn't see any any stories that mentioned it, but like I said, there's a ton of stories about Baba Yaga. In fact, we will probably end up doing another episode of Baba Yaga at some point, which will dive more into, like, the stories. Yes. Instead of just who Baba Yaga is. Sure, give me, I know you can't, you don't really have time to do, like, a, Oh, big, big story. But give me like a little story. Like take me into the world of Baba Yaga. Go. <laughs> well, that's difficult. Baba Yaga shows up in the middle of other people's stories. There'll be these whole other stories that are going on that have, you know, a, pr- a protagonist and an attack. Like just like what I was talking about with Koshki the Deathless. Mm-hmm. That's his story. Baba Yaga just pops in to help the main character get a horse that's as fast as Koshki's horse just to f*** him over. She just kind of wanders into all these other stories. Uh, but that could be because Baba Yaga's not an individual person. She's many. She is legion. She is legion. You know, that it's just a Baba Yaga or the Baba Yaga, not Baba Yaga, I don't know what you call it, like formative or whatever. Right. Yeah. So was there like one Baba Yaga and then other witches took the name of Baba Yaga? Or is Baba Yaga like a species? From what I saw, as far as like where Baba Yaga came from, is probably from, like, European countries meeting and intermingling with, like, Slavic and Russian countries, like, early on. And she was sort of born of that, like, interaction. There were always these old wise women, you know, in history, 
where, you know, after they've had children or their husband dies or whatever, they don't have to take care of kids anymore. So they just kind of sit around and accrue knowledge and help anyone that shows up to their their hut. Naturally, they get this kind of like legendariness about them where it's like, oh, it's the old woman and she'll eat you or whatever. You know, kids make up all kinds of crazy things. Right. It's like you never see her, but you know she's there. And sometimes people go to her for help. And magically, whatever ailment that they've, you know, come down with to need to go see her is cured. It classic sort of... And then it's not that she brewed you a nice cup of tea. She's a witch. Well, I mean, you know, she probably knew some sort of thing that her mother taught her or her mother taught her, you know, some poultice to put on a wound or some herb to ingest, whatever it might be to help with the symptoms or the ailment, whatever that might be. But, you know, as time moved on, old wise women stopped existing. They became witches. Right. And, you know, they were hunted down. The idea is that that Baba Yaga just represents this this old woman. Sure. You know, who who has this vast wealth of knowledge. So as far as the stories about her eating children, do you think, is that based on any kind of maybe like serial killer or do you think (laughs) that's more? How many stories do you know of two young children wandering off by themselves, finding some sort of figurehead, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, and then being in danger of being eaten? I know exactly one story like that. (laughs) You talking about Hansel and Gretel? Yes. Right. Well, in that, they're getting fattened up and about to be eaten by a witch. Do you think it was just a way of, like, people telling their children not to run off into the woods? It's dangerous if you run into the woods yeah, and get eaten. Yeah, very, very similar to, like, what we talked about with the Kelpie. Right. Um, Don't go by the water. People used these stories to help teach lessons mm-hmm. in a meaningful way. Because you tell your kid to stay out of the woods for many good reasons. Sure. They could get lost. They could step on a snake. <laughs> boar comes through and Ooh. just gores them. Like, anything can kill a child. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. Anyone guys. could do it. Anyone uh, could do it. You're not special, Albert Fish. Yeah. You nasty piece of shit. You nasty bastard. Telling them a scary story that keeps them out of the woods is much more effective than yeah, don't go in the woods or you'll be in trouble. That makes sense. I just didn't know if there was like a an origin story of No, I didn't see like children. one individual who was like the Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of stories that talk about it like this is the Baba Yaga. Right. But as we know, There are many Baba Yagas. Clay, do you know what I love almost as much as I love you? What's that? These ads by Vet Candy. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. So who was the first Baba Yaga, or does anybody know? That's literally just what I said. You get these these different stories, but there's no way of really knowing if they're true or half the time even dating them appropriately. Sure. They'll just be from regions or and time those are periods. just the stories we know. I mean, there's plenty of stories that have just That been didn't lost. get transcribed yeah. into books and written storytelling. A lot of it was oral storytelling. That's why I said, <laughs> said the earliest... <laughs> 
the earliest I could find was 1755, but almost assuredly people were telling Baba Yaga stories well before that. Oh, they had to have been. Because 17, I mean, that's a long time ago, but when you think about Slavic folklore, that's really not that long ago. Yeah, no, Slavic folklore is one of the older folklores for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, uh, any other questions about Baba Yaga before we get on to our rating? No, I think I'm good. How likely are you to survive an encounter with Baba Yaga, do you feel? One to ten. One being, there's no chance. And then ten being, I can definitely. See, I don't know. I feel like I could probably survive Baba Yaga. I feel like I probably stand a solid six or seven. Okay. All right. That's I pretty do. high. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably give myself about a seven. In, in a lot of her stories, she has some way of escaping her. Most of the stories end in whoever is dealing with her escaping her. Right. One way or another. Otherwise, you know, there would be no story. Either by tricking her or passing some sort of test that she set before you, that kind of thing. I'm too nice. I couldn't trick her. I'd be like, Babiaga, do you need me to like run to the pharmacy for you or anything? <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, are you going that way? And You I'd can like, have this magical horse, but first you have to get me some Metamucil. Yes. I'd be like, Babiaga, I got you. Don't give, I don't want your gas money, Babiaga. Go sit down. If she gives you money for Metamucil, it's also gas money. Right. So how creepy is Baba Yaga? And I've actually decided to change this scaling. It is not one to ten. Um, it is on a five-part scale. Okay. Them being listed as not spooky, spoopy, mm-hmm. too spooky for me, or three spooky, five me, being the maximum spook factor. Okay, so Baba Yaga looking at her, not like, like the actual Baba Yaga as a big-headed, long-limbed, pickle rick nose. <laughs> she might be a too spooky for me. Too spooky for you? Yeah. I'd, I'd only put her at about spoopy, I really? think. Really? Yeah. I think I'd put her at a spoopy. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, like, she doesn't, like, sneak up on you or anything. In every story, you, I mean, you see the hut. You, and see, that, I think that's you what's see scary the to hut. me is that, because I'd have that It's usually moving, bit. and its eyes, the windows are glowing, like beams of light. Oh, I would see adorable. that and be like, oh, yeah, no, fuck that, and then just leave. I'd be like, I wonder if they have squishmallows. How likely is Baba Yaga to exist? Maybe a one. A one? You don't think there's any chance of Baba Yaga existing? I'll I'll give her a two because I feel nice. Wow. I mean, I was going to give her like a a seven. Aw. Yeah. My thinking is like Baba Yaga as an old lady of the woods. Oh, well, old ladies of the woods certainly exist. Right, right. Now, as far as like the giant turning chicken hut, probably lower, but... And see, that's what I was picturing. I was picturing classic Baba Yaga in her chicken hut with her giant-ass head. I hate to interrupt our rating, but, like, there is a reason behind the chicken hut design. Really? There were these old cabins that used to be built off the ground Mm -hmm. on um, four sort of, like, poles. Yeah. Tree trunks, usually. With the only way to enter the cabin being through a trap door in the bottom of it, some, like, 10, 15 feet off the ground. It was a way to keep animals and stuff out of your huts. It was a, a way that people back in a long time ago used to design, you know, their houses for that kind of frontier living. You know, especially if it was an area that like flooded or something like that. There was always yeah, that like use. when we go to the coast on the beach. But it, it made it difficult for like say people to break into your house. You know, mm. they had to come through this one entrance. You know, a lot of times yeah. they didn't even have windows or anything. We they need were just a lift these, kit for our house. These blocks. Right. Uh, something similar was also used in um, Japan, some of Japan's islands. Ooh. They had something similar. It wasn't quite so high up off the ground, but it was similar in that design. I thought it was just to make it mobile. It wasn't really mobile, but the chicken hut, you know, obviously was. I do very much enjoy the chicken hut. I don't enjoy this dog that's barking. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I gave it the eye and it can't even see me. I know, yeah. I've been like glaring at this dog that's in another room for like the past 30 minutes. But for real though, everybody, can we just talk about how great Brave Paws is? We got a free sample. We did. We're going to be completely transparent with you. We did. We got some free stuff and it works. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, I'm not going to lie. You get this stuff and it's doesn't really seem like a typical pet treat, right? Right. But we gave it to our pets and they gobbled them right up. They do. (laughs) They do. And it's nice because it's like you give so many pills per pound. So you don't have to buy like three different sizes. You know, our little guy gets a half of one. Our big one gets three. Right. And he loves it. He takes them like a treat. Now being plant-based, you're kind of like, ooh, are they going to like it? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, it's dry and sort of leafy. And it, like I said, it just doesn't, normally when you get a pet treat, it's kind of like moist and squishy. Mm -hmm. But you know, they don't usually eat those, I found. Well, that's because ours are extremely picky, which is why it was so surprising they ate these. Exactly. All, and we, we got we got more than one dog. We're going to be for real with y'all. But uh, they eat it, and they eat it well. Yeah, and it worked. It does. We live in the Deep South, a.k.a. Satan's Armpit, and it storms and rains at least once a week. Like, at least once a week, we're under some kind of watch. Like, a hurricane watch, that's a Tuesday. And our dogs are weenies, so when it starts, like, with the lightning and the rain and everything, mm-hmm. they freak out. So. They do. They do. We, we really put these to the test. Right. And I did not think that they would work like they did. Exactly. As well as they do. And this is a non-prescription. You don't have to go to the vet and get it. It's not going to knock them out. It's not a sedative. It's just a calming support. And it does. We had lightning hit very close to our Within house. a mile. It rattled yeah. our windows. It was scary. I was even scared. I love bad weather. And we gave everybody their happy pills and <laughs> they put their brave paws on and everybody laid down and went to sleep and it was fun. Yeah. So like we don't have to do this part of the commercial, right? No. Like we've done the ad read and we've goofed around, but like this is, we wouldn't lie to you. We would we at would least not. not record this part if, exactly. <laughs> if it didn't work and we didn't actually Exactly. And we're both in the animal industry and we have been for years and years. So we would not tell you about a product if we did not believe in it ourselves. Yeah, it absolutely worked for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Go check it out. Mybravepaws.com. Go put your brave paws on. Brave paws. Give your pet the courage they need to weather the storm. Uh, So the final rating. Okay. How likely is Baba Yaga to be an alien? One through 10, with 10 being the most likely, as if Ancient Aliens was telling you the story about Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga's just weird enough, I'd have to give her like an eight. Like yeah. that bitch an alien. I actually kind of expect you to give her a lower. I would also give her about a seven or eight. Just because if I didn't, the community of alien fans would come after me for sure. I mean, you know, the whole elongated limbs mm-hmm. and like looking human, but... But barely not, human, right? Yeah. Like having, you're trying to look human, having powers we couldn't explain. Yeah, uh, especially when you bring into the you know, the flying mortar and pestle, mm-hmm. they would basically they'd be like, "Oh, that's definitely a, a UFO," you know? What I mean? Yeah, but well, it, it is mean, it, it is weird be- enough. Yeah, it is it weird is. enough that it'd be like I can only describe that as a pestle and mortar. You know, well, if you don't have anything to compare it to, right? You know. So yeah, I'd actually give her, uh, unlike the megalodon, you know, last last time, yeah. a much higher score. Right? Yeah. No, I don't. Because I could see the argument for it, even if I don't agree with it. I'd right. be like, okay, yeah. yeah fair. No, I think if there's the Baba Yaga, then she's probably an alien. Well, there you go. That's the Baba Yaga. Was it everything you hoped for and more? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> 
So it is uh, spooky season. It is spooky season. Officially. And we've got some stuff planned for you. <laughs> we do have some things. We actually got a few things lined up. We do. Once we sort of get through this hiatus. Yes. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're definitely going to do something for the month of October. Yes. It's my birth month, and it's also Halloween. So It's Clay's birth month. Yeah, I was born a week before Halloween. So lame. <laughs> exactly seven days before Halloween. Dumb. We've, uh, so we have picked some spooky topics so far. We've saved the spookiest, I think. Yeah. We have, I have definitely saved the spookiest. <laughs> Uh, so we'd like to thank Vasco, our editor. Oh, he's um, amazing. Vasco, we love you. The opening story was written and performed by Vasco. So thanks to him for that. Yes. If I wasn't motivated to do Baba Yaga before, I definitely was after hearing that. Oh, Vasco. Why do you sound exactly like I thought you would? <laughs> I think, okay. So Vasco, this is how I picture you looking. You're beautiful. Like you've got long black hair and it's really, really, really shiny. And you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous, Fosco. All right, guys. So we hope you enjoyed that. And we'll be back to you shortly. Bye. Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.